This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on AM 900 CHML. Good evening. My name's Rick Samprin, and here we go again. Oh, we still have that donut. Oh, and eight. Now, after your Hamilton Tiger Cats were obliterated by the Ottawa Red Blacks tonight, 37-18. <sighs> At this point, that's really all we can do as fans, can't we? Grin and bear it, sigh, grab something out of the fridge, hopefully it has a few hops in it, and uh, go to town. Please drink responsibly. 37-18 Ottawa over the Tiger Cats. This was a ball game that Hamilton <laughs> actually led 7-3 and 10-6 after the first quarter. And then Ottawa just took over and Brent Maher booted nine gazillion field goals. Actually, he was 6-for-6 uh, six six tonight. Ticats mounted, mounted a, a bit of a comeback in the fourth quarter, but uh, very much too little too late. We have lots to talk about tonight. Lots to talk about tonight. I think the faction of fans who are in the don't-fire-Austin camp are really beginning to dwindle. So here's a few questions we're going to toss around tonight. Apart from getting your thoughts on tonight's latest debacle, we're going to talk about is the Ticats season over? We know the East Division is a train wreck. We know that mathematically this Hamilton Ticats team is still in it, remarkably. As I said in my blog today, this matchup tonight was mortifyingly repugnant. And Ottawa still ended up blasting Hamilton 37-18. So is this Ticats season over? Are you, as a fan, throwing in the towel? Are you now looking towards 2018? And to that end, if you are looking forward, what changes would you make? And if you're look for, looking forward to Labor Day, which is the next game on the schedule, because the Ticats now go into the bye week, what changes would you make during the bye leading up to what is... Historically, the biggest game of the year, and this season for sure, Ticats-Argos, Monday, September 4th, is going to be the biggest game of the year. And that might be the highlight of the season, because we've had nothing but lowlights and disappointments all year long. A few more things that we're going to touch on. We'll talk about Brandon Banks. We'll talk about Caleros versus Masoli. And we'll talk about the sobering statistics that come along with this losing streak that date back to last year. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml, you can use the hashtag fifth quarter. A couple of emails we're going to start with here. This one from Ed. Hi, Rick. The Cats did the best they could. Wasn't good enough. I really don't think this team has what it takes. Management isn't listening. Changes are needed. And they aren't being made. No use kicking people when they're down. Always next year. All the best, Ed. And this email from Kevin. It says, Rick, tonight's game was another very poor effort except for the defense. 
They played their hearts out, but when you play almost 40 minutes, things break down. This team, to me, has quit on the coaches and this city. Banks showed tonight he has heart, but sat alone and discouraged on the sidelines most of the game. There's something wrong here, yet when on the field, he played hard. Come Labor Day, I think the attendance will match that of BMO Field. Sad. Email from Kevin. I'm glad Kevin brought up the attendance figure, because I want to bring this up tonight. If you're at the game tonight, if you're leaving the game right now, you know, you have a good sense of how many fans were at Tim Hortons Field. The announced attendance tonight was 23,524. I think last week it was 23,517. There's no way on God's green earth that there was anywhere close to 23,000 this week or last week. You know what job I want on this planet? I want the job of the guy who makes up the attendance figure at Ticats games over the last two weeks. That's the job I want. Give me a break. It's, if that's paid attendance, I have my doubts as well. I have my doubts as well. But that's a separate issue. We don't care about the attendance. If you want to bring that up, you want to talk about that, we can delve into that. I think the, the notion of a sellout or close to is beyond laughable. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Again, on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. We are going to vote for our player of the game. It does not have to be a tie cat. My player of the game tonight is not a tiger cat. At the end of the night, we're going to vote for our fifth quarter fan of the night, or at least anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. We'll start with Dave on the fifth quarter. Dave, good evening. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much. Well, being a Ticat fan, you know, Rick has never been for the faint of heart, that's for sure. That is for sure. And I was going to crack some beers if they won. Instead, I just uh, had a couple of Advil, so that'll have to do me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Give up on the team yet. I don't know. There's a lot of games left, but it doesn't, doesn't look really good. Um, I'm looking more towards next year. I think, Rick, between me and you, I think if we look at this team over the last three years, we pretty well know what's went wrong, what's gone wrong. And uh, I don't, I don't know if they're. I mean, it's not going to be fixed overnight. Even these people they brought in to make changes now, it's still going to take games to to get things fixed if they can fix them. So uh, no, no, no player of any team tonight. I'm not picking a player of the game tonight. Okay, There's, you're going to veto your vote. I'm vetoing my vote. Love Passed it. Passed on to you. You can have it. Okay. Um, but I'm interested to hear what because you mentioned. I think we all know the reason why this team is where it is. What, what, what's your reasoning? Well, I think um, part of it was the big contract they gave to Kolaris and Laurent. They had to let players go. Yep. And uh, the ones they did let go. And, then, and there's some people that walked for various reasons. I don't know why. Uh, we haven't been able to replace them. Like, I, I think uh, two weeks ago I said to you, to me, it sounds like bad scouting to me. Unless there's just not players available. But mm-hmm. like you have said before, other, other teams seem to be getting players. Sure. Um, so... Is the season over? Well, there's a lot of games left, Rick. Anything can happen. They're playing East to East bad, like you mentioned. Uh, would I get rid of Austin? Uh, well, you can't do it this year. I don't I don't think that. Still will not get rid of him this year. What, what's it going to do now? I don't know. I don't think so. Next year, a uh, good possibility. He may have lost the room. That may be. And if that's the case, then, yeah, you just have to make that change out of, out of principle, and you have to do it. If he's lost the room, then, you know, but this year – um, uh, you know, I think we got to 
just keep going. And uh, we've been here before, Ticat fans, bad years. We've been through it many times. And, you know, we come back through it eventually and have a good team. So this might just be one of those one of those years. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, I'd definitely be keeping my eye out for next year. And I would hope the organization is also looking to next year. If they can fix it now, fine. But you must admit, at this late stage of the season, it's pretty hard to fix things to turn a 0-8 team into a great cup team. Yeah, you know what? There, there's no magic pill here, Dave. There, no. There's not one move or even a series of moves, I think, that's going to you know make this team do a 180. Uh, but back to one of my original questions. What would you do uh, to, to – what changes would you make during this bye week to perhaps get a win on Labor Day? Oh, that, that's a good question. If I knew that, I'd be in the. I mean, I, I can think of one. I'll put one. I'll put one on the table. Sure. We start Jeremiah Masoli. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Um, I, I think he, I said that to my wife, and the announcer said the same thing. He looked to be less, more calm in the pocket than Claris has been. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe Claris needs a couple games to or a game to settle down and uh, you know re, 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 reboot himself, kind of thing. But I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, that that would. That that might inspire the team, and uh, yeah, that 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 would be one. I was just thinking if you were to bring anybody in at this at this point. No, no, but yeah, that, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. appreciate Definitely. the call, Dave. Enjoy the rest of the Goodbye. weekend. Thank you. Uh, you know what? That that I think a change at quarterback. You know, the most important position on any football team. That is going to be the biggest, the most impactful move this team can make on the field. There's no doubt in my mind. You change the running back, not as impactful. A receiver, the O-line, D-line, linebacking core, the DBs, the kicker, the holder, the snapper. No, it's the QB. This team's 0-8. Zach Caleros has lost his last 12 games. That's one off the CFL record by Edmonton's Lim Amity. This team has lost 11 straight games dating back to 2016. You now have gone to nine consecutive home games at Tim Hortons Field, and they've lost all nine of those. Their career record now at THF is 14-14. and So there you go. The one move they can make during the bye week is starting Jeremiah Masoli. Does it mean they're going to go 10-8? and They're going to win 10 in a row? No, that's not going to happen. This team is not that talented but that's the one move they can make even more so than changing the coach that i think can maybe spark this team they need an emotional reset this team is down on its luck they got to get their heads screwed on straight because right now it's not Email from Randy. Hello, Rick and Friday. Greetings. A better performance in the first half, but poor in the third quarter. Caleros looked okay in the first half, but the third was horrible. It might have been better to change it up easier and bring in Masoli. When things are not working, Masoli adds a spark. It was nice to see Craig Butler out there again with Emmanuel Davis. Let's hope sometime we'll get them back into better game plan. Perhaps some improvement in the June Jones assistant uh, assisted game management calling. But the result hurts. Hang in there, Cats fans. My player of the game would be Brett Maher. He had 15 points in the first half. Beyond that, honorable mention to the C-130 flight crew. Uh, some improvements, but still a lot to do. About 12 losses in a row. I'm at the Labor Day game. We're 0-8, and it doesn't feel great. Good night, Rick. Randy from Oakville. No, it does not feel 
great or good, even mediocre. Feels horrible. Feels horrible if you're a Ticats fan. Nine straight losses at home. <sighs> Back to the phones we go. Alan's on the line. Hey, Alan, how are you? Oh, good, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, Rick, to answer your questions, first of all, uh, is the season over? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, this team is definitely uh, <laughs> definitely over for this season. There's no doubt about it. What I would do between now and uh, during the break, mm-hmm. um, I, I would definitely fire Kent Hoston. I, I would fire him tomorrow morning, although I would have fired him a while ago. I'd replace him with June Jones as the interim head coach for the rest of the season, and I would definitely start Mazzoli uh, in the next game. Um, and uh, I, those are changes I would make right away. Okay. W- which one do you think would have the biggest impact? Well, I, I think they both would. I, I think he's lost the room. And you know what, Rick, I'm going to say something. I, I listened to a lot of his conferences, press conferences. I know you've listened to a lot of them. But you know what, he, he, this act that he's had, now he's a little more contrite now. But, you know, his arrogance and the way he handles the media and the way he answers questions with his arrogance and his attitude you know, it gets to a point, uh, and now it's coming back to haunt him. Uh, you know, I, I, I hear, I see when he answers questions from the media half the time, and, and honest to God, it's just embarrassing, the arrogance of this guy. Uh, and, you know, now he's a little more, as to say, contrite now because they stink. But you know what? Uh, I think he's lost the room. I think it would do to have a new, a new fresh face in there when uh, June Jones for the rest of the season would help. And I think to have Mazzoli start absolutely would help because Claris is lost. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's obviously lost his whole psyche. And you might as well start Mazzoli. But the bigger issue here, Rick, to me, um, and, and this is why you know I'm not a big Ken Austin fan, haven't been for a long time, he's also in charge of player recruitment. The bottom line, Rick, this team is just not very good. Like Every team in this league is to be able to find players that are better than the ones in Hamilton. And that's his number one goal. Their, their, their scouting has dropped off. I think it's atrocious. Uh, you know, the way they're, they're recruiting players obviously doesn't work. You look at every other team, why are all these other teams being able to do what they can't do? And that's where the buck stops with him in terms of recruitment and developing players. They obviously overassess talent or can't assess talent or, or both of the above. And that's the bigger problem for him. And that's what that's what annoys me about him and, and the staff he's got around him, and that's why he that's the number one reason, in my opinion, he has to go and he's got to go right away because this team is not very good. The other thing I want to say, Rick, if you watch the game tonight, that offensive line is absolutely pathetic. They couldn't get a yard, they couldn't get two yards tonight when when the push is on. They can't push a defensive line, and God love Ottawa, okay, but they're not exactly you know, right at this point of the season. They're not the, the top two or three or four teams in this league. They can't even get a yard off the ball. Like, honest to God, you can't get a yard or two in this league when you need it, when you're a yard off the ball. The offensive line stinks. Like, it's it just, it, the whole thing is a debacle. Uh, and, but it comes down to player personnel. And that's his number one job. He's he's done a terrible job at it. And, you know, I, I, I've seen this guy in Ottawa. Like, you look at Alex in Ottawa tonight. Really? Why, well, how could that guy ever leave Hamilton? How could that guy ever leave that city, find a way to sign him? He's an outstanding player. He just burned up the league in Ottawa here. They had him in Hamilton, and, and, you know, and he let them go. Well, you know what? If you can't manage your money or your personnel better and let guys like that go off your roster, that's just one example, Rick. But it just it goes on and on and on. This is just a really bad football team. I, There's no other way to put it. Hey, Alan, I uh, I uh, agree with many of your points. Uh, the Greg Ellingson one, for sure. Ten catches tonight, 155 yards, a touchdown. He's my player of the night. 
Oh, of course he is. And I've seen him play. I'm an Ottawa, Rick. I've seen this guy play a lot. He's just an outstanding, outstanding football player. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's got great hands. He's got better than average speed. He runs patterns so well. It, it just goes on and on. And to let a guy like that out of your barn, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. And, and you have to ask a question. Why is everybody with any fo- football IQ leave? Why did Tommy Condell leave? Why did Stein Howard leave? Why are all these guys leaving? I think you know the answer, and you know what it is. It's the guy with the headset on on the sidelines. You know what? That's the whole problem there. And you know what? They don't. And Mitchell's the other guy. Like seriously, what's he doing? Sitting up there, doing what? I don't know what he's doing. I think he, he might be the guy that's thinking up the attendance figure. Oh Jesus! He, I guess whoever it is, the guy didn't go to Harvard, whoever's thinking that. I watched the game on television today. <laughs> They're lucky they had 12,000 people there. Well, a little bit more than that. Who's your player of the game tonight, Alan? Oh, Ellingson, for sure. Ellingson. He's just an outstanding football player. And, and so, you know, Harris had a great game, too. But Ellingson, just, he's just an outstanding football player. But they better make some changes, and I mean wholesale changes, because, you know what, I feel bad for the people in Hamilton. I really do. They're great football fans. They don't deserve this kind of BS. And uh, the sooner they clean up this nonsense, starting, like, Monday the better off they're going to be. You got it. Thanks for calling, Alan. Take care, Matt. Have a good weekend. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cellular device. You can email your thoughts. Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter at AM900CHML. At Rick Samprin. We have Darcy. We have Fred. We have Dan. We have emails. We have tweets. We have a whole lot more still to come here on the fifth quarter on AM900CHML. Welcome back. Ticats falling to 0-8 tonight. They got throttled 37-18 by the Ottawa Red Blacks. Brett Maher goes uh, six for six from field goal land. Uh, Ottawa gets a uh, fumble recovery from uh, Zach Caleros' uh, mishandle. And uh, the uh, Red Blacks now two, six, and one. They are five points up on the Ticats for third in the East Division. The Cats are on their bye week now. Then it's Labor Day. Is this season over? Are you throwing in the towel? And, And what changes would you make during the bye week? Would you fire head coach Ken Tostin? Would you start Jeremiah Masoli? There's a Twitter poll on my Twitter feed, at Rick Samprin. Which Ticats QB would you start on Labor Day versus the Argos? Right now, 73% of the voters are saying Jeremiah Masoli. Let's look at the statistics tonight for Zach Caleros before we take more of your calls at 905-645-3221 and star 9900 on yourself. Zach Caleros tonight. He started the game six for six. Things are looking pretty good. Threw a 45-yard touchdown to Luke Tasker. This team was up 7-3, five minutes in. Caleros ended the night 9 of 17. That's 52.9%, 53% completion percentage. He threw for 102 yards and a touchdown. Half of that total, basically, came on that one TD throw. That was it. Masoli, 7 of 12. That's 58%. 68 yards on his statistical docket. C.J. Gable, by the way, 7 carries, 48 yards. Luke Tasker, 6 receptions for 93 yards in that 45-yard TD score. Jalen Saunders, 4 catches for 40 yards. And Giovanni Aprile, 2 receptions, 18 yards. Uh, Trevor Harris, by the way, 36 of 48. They threw the football 48 times tonight. 75% completion percentage, threw for 394 yards, two touchdowns. William Powell ran 12 times for 33 yards. That's an average of just 
Greg Ellingson, 10 catches, a buck 55, a TD. Brad Sinopoli, 7 receptions, 78 yards. Deontay Spencer, 6 catches, 51 yards. Kenny Shaw, 5 receptions, 45 yards. Ottawa lambasting Hamilton tonight, 37-18. Email from uh, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Greetings, Rick. Well, here we are at O and eight after suffering yet another cat loss. I think with the season as far as making a playoff spot over, let's be realistic, it is. Let's see things switch up a bit on offense by starting Mazzoli in the next couple of games. Hell, why not? Whatever is wrong with Caleros, who knows? But all I know, he has lost 12 starts in a row. At this level and payment rate, that does not cut it. In a game, that is all about what you have done lately. Overall, I thought the defense played better. You can't have a defense on the field for that length of time in any game. Player of the game, number five, Tracy. That fumble on the exchange between Caleros and Gable sealed this one for our guys. Regards, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. I'm not sure what he saw in... Adrian Tracy's game tonight had a couple of offside penalties. And in terms of the stats sheet, uh, Adrian Tracy, I'm just looking at the, the stat sheet that the CFL sends out. I don't see his name on it. Did they leave it off? Did he make a tackle? This, this stat sheet says he did nothing. So, hey, I'll write down Adrian Tracy, but, I mean, I don't think it's warranted. Let's go back to the phone. Darcy at the top of the deck. Hey, Darcy, how are you? Um, <laughs> same as, uh, <laughs> yeah, how are you? Same as always, Rick. <laughs> but th- that last call you had, Alan, that guy was the best call I've heard in a long time. Love him, yes. All of his points, the guy know, he's obviously well-educated about football, and all of his points... I don't know the guy, but I like to talk football with him. He was bang on with everything. I agree with everything. Like um, Bob Young, you need to do something. Do it now. You have a bye week. Get rid of Austin. I know we're going to shake it up a bit with Mazzoli, but and it, the problems are way, way deeper than that. Obviously, like the personnel, like what, like Allen was saying, our receiving core is is terrible. Like, like, uh, if the old the old line, if Coach Sal is listening, please would you come in and help us? Maybe, <laughs> but um, honestly, like, it's it, it's it's just a joke. It's um, with regards to Zach Caleros, I, I um, this man has not like he has not been the same since his injuries, Rick, and, and you've hit that on too. He just hasn't been the same quarterback. And uh, he's always uh, zeroing in on 17. With his contract, I believe it's 450000 we're paying this guy. He's not worth that. I can go through the, uh, every quarterback in the league. Like, you start with Emmett Riley, um, th- all the quarterbacks in the West. He's, this guy's not even in the top six, man. Seriously, he is not. Maybe even seven. All the West quarterbacks, I'd take Kevin Glenn over him. I'd take Lule. I'd take Jennings. Uh, even the quarterback for Ottawa tonight, you just read his stats. Like, uh, those are pretty good stats. Trevor Harris is a good QB. Yeah, he, um, him, Toronto's quarterback, uh, Darian Durant in Montreal. Zach Caleros is not worth four hundred fifty grand. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to, if we did trade the guy or cut him, uh, I don't know how that works. Out. Like, I know Labor Day's game nine. I don't know how the, South, the CFL rules work, if we'd have to bite some of his contract. But 
BC is not going to take a 450 grand contract if we wanted to make a deal with them for they've got two number one in A B Lule and Jennings. They've got two great quarterbacks out there in British Columbia. Yeah, and, you know what? Uh, the, the, to be honest, the only I think the only teams that would take on Zach Caleros, even as a QB, never mind the quarterback, would be teams like Saskatchewan, like Montreal, or even Toronto. You look at their aging QBs; they would want a guy who's still you know in his prime. But well, I mean, that's a big price tag to eat. Yeah, well, if we could do that, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would get rid of Caleros and uh, bite the bullet on that guy. He, he, just get rid of them. Four hundred fifty grand—that's a lot of money for a CFL quarter uh, in the CFL with with the budget. And um, like all we can do for next week, I agree. I totally agree with you. Starting Mazzoli, and, and I remember last week you made a point about who's who's running this offense. Rick, you and I, between you and I, do you really think that June Jones is calling the plays tonight? Well, apparently he was not calling the plays tonight. It was back to Austin. There, that's my <laughs> point. That's my point. Case in point made. This is Get a on. circus. I agree with Alan. I've never liked Ken Austin. I think he's everything that Alan said. He's arrogant. He's classless. The guy. Uh, anyway, the guy. The guy had his time. He's got to go. He's lost the room, and you can tell. You can tell. Like you look at the sidelines. Some of those players. Um, they're. He's lost. He's lost that room, and uh, the only way to to uh, rejuvenate that is to fire him and have him nothing to do with this team. He, the personnel that we've lost, and and he's not a very good personnel man. Like I mentioned, names like Mike McCarthy, uh, he's out there, man. Like bring him in, and uh, for the head coach for now, I kind of agree with Alan. Maybe June Jones because for temporary now, but next year we bring in a whole new coaching staff. And uh, but but for now, uh, the Tight Cat fans deserve it. Get rid of Austin now, because this band aid solution of him and June Jones and Lollipop run. Sorry, I don't know his name, but Philip Lollipop running the defense. Uh, that's just Band-Aid. That's smoke and mirrors. That's all Ken Austin trying to save his ass. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to say that. but That's but, okay. Um, hey, Darcy, who's your player of the game? My player of the game is the kicker for the second week from the other team, uh, Brett Mahar. Brett Mahar, yeah. And I give it to Ellingson, too. That, that guy's a hell of a receiver, Ellingson. We should have never got rid of him. I mean... Uh, uh, oh, God, that th- guy is... Yeah, th- is, you know what? Throw, a- throw away the notion that he's a great receiver, because he is. This guy's a solid human being as well. You know, I went on the road with the Ticats for seven seasons. This is one of the most upstanding, uh, pleasant individuals you will ever meet in your life. You want this kind of guy in your locker room. Do you, do you know who he reminds me of, Rick? He reminds me of uh, Darren Flutie. Yeah, he's, he's, great great comparison. He's, uh, he's very smart at running patterns. He's not the fastest guy, yep. but he knows how to get to that point, and, and he knows what he's doing. He's, he's a receiver that is a gem. I agree. Darcy, thanks for the call. Have a good weekend. All right, one more break. Or not one more break. we got a couple more breaks. But when we come back, we got more of your calls. We're going to have Fred, Steve, and Dan from Stony Creek. Stay on the line, guys. We've got a number of emails, a heck of a lot of tweets to get to as well. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Red Blacks handing the Tiger Cats their eighth consecutive loss to start the season. Uh, Hamilton uh, 0 for 2017 after a 37-18 setback against uh, the team from the nation's capital, the defending Grey Cup champs. Ottawa now 2-6-1. Hamilton is 0-8, dead last in the CFL's East Division. Uh, Montreal tops the division uh, at 3-4. and four. Toronto 3-5. and five. I don't mean to laugh because the last place team in the West, the Rough Riders, also 3-4, and four, would be first in the East. It's ridiculous. Uh, BC's fourth in the West at 5-3. and three. Calgary 5-1-1 one, and one 
He's third in the West. Winnipeg at 6-2. and two, Big win against Edmonton last night. Winnipeg's number two in the West, and Edmonton still atop the West Division at 7-1. and one. Uh, Just back to Adrian Tracy, because Steven uh, nominated him for player of the game, and I I did find a couple of stats. He had one quarterback pressure and one pass knockdown. That's it. If you want to nominate anyone of the Ticats D uh, for player of the game, pick Larry Dean, please. Ten tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble. That's the only guy, really, that you should probably point to to say, yeah, you know what, he had a good game. Because he did. That was about it. For the Ticats defense. Chris on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, as much as I love the Ticats, this is professional football. Bottom line, this is unacceptable. It's time to blow it up now. Jeff on Twitter, apathy has arrived as well. Look at the empty seats. Brendan, that is our closest competition in the league, and we got thumped. Are we really still in it? Ian, maybe the Ticats can find a paper bag manufacturer to sponsor paper bags for the fans. Labor Day uh, three where? Matthew, doesn't matter who's your QB. If you don't have a good O-line, no one will produce. Manny, my three-year-old just told me the Ticats suck. Someone please bring back this franchise. Oh, in 18, it is. It's over, people. Cheers. Hashtag changes. Uh, Francesco, hey, Rick, my player of the game, uh, balanced his fidget spinner on his nose. Best effort we saw in black and gold. Bruce, Masoli should have started the second half and we would have had a chance. I blame the coach 100%, player of the game, <laughs> me. Uh, and referring to himself, I'm, I'm assuming. Other tweets. Uh, here's Mike, player of the game. Got to be Greg Ellingson, though if one wants a cat silver lining, Larry Dean played well, finally. Mike, thank you very much for the verification. Jeff says, Sinopoli, for sure, he killed it. No Ticats worth mentioning. Oski, O and 8. And I saw one more tweet come in. Uh, there's, there's several. Uh, Alan, might as well run the table O and 18. Uh, here's an interesting one, too. I was looking for this one. This one's from Brendan. Can we start Kent at quarterback, presumably, so he can see how hard you get hit with no balance to the offense and show him how good his system is? is hashtag fifth quarter back to a couple emails before we get back to the phones this one from phil hi rick tiger cats are in their ninth life if they don't win in the next few weeks you can officially call these cats dead getting my black armband ready phil in the hammer greg masoli comes in and does throw a perfect pass that banks drops key play to turn the game around but the most interesting fact that austin puts zach back in why Player of the game, Greg Ellingson. Just like Henry Burris was the player of the game in last year's Great Cup. Remember, he was past his prime, and Greg could be replaced with a better receiver. Where was Tim's watching Murder, she wrote? Uh, Tim's was a uh, healthy scratch tonight. One of the two players on the Ticats 44-man roster who was scratched. Watching from the sidelines. Back to the phones we go. Steve is on the line. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm fine. I'll be honest. I didn't bother going to the game or watching the game. Okay. I used to be a fan, and I used to go to Toronto, Ottawa, and I haven't been to a game since 1999. And that's because I don't believe in your coach should be an ex-quarterback. As you can see, we've got a coach that's an ex-quarterback 
we go nowhere. Hold on. Hold, hold on a minute. Hold on. So the last time you were at a Ticats home game was 99. That's correct. So 99 they win the Grey Cup. And, they won the Grey Cup. And their coach was a former quarterback in the CFL. Yes. And so, that was his first year. you got to remember. That was the second year. Had a, Hamilton had a great team going into that year. Right. Coached by Ron Lancaster. Yes. But that was his only win. Okay, so you're going to take that Grey Cup away from him? I'm not. I'm not understanding your well, point. I'm saying that he didn't win the Grey Cup himself. I'm saying that he he got a great team from the year before. Okay. Okay. And then what made me stop going to the games was when McManus was given MVP of the Grey Cup when the defense literally ate up the other team. Hmm. And uh, as you can see, statistics talk for themselves. When you got a uh, coach that's an ex-quarterback, you go nowhere. Okay. Hey, Steve, who's your player of the game tonight? The player of the game is going to be the fan that didn't come. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the call. That's a, uh, That was a head-scratcher of a call. A head-scratcher of a call. Steve, I appreciate the input. I think you have to uh, go back to the history books and find out what exactly happened in ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Fred's on the line. Hey, Fred, how are you? All right, Rick. I uh, I think I know what the problem is. You might disagree. In a no, tell might... I would love to know. I'm searching okay, for answers. The fans might disagree, but I think way back, you remember a couple years ago that Bob Young, the owner, was trying to change the team, and he changed the helmets because I bought one of those helmets with the symbol of the Tiger Cat on it. Okay. And You're it talking about the four... logo change. Yeah, well, okay. it had four legs when I bought it. Okay. And once that four legs went after Ron Lancaster was the coach, he changed that, and he went to a tiger cat symbol, has three legs. If you look at it, one at the very back is all blacked out, and there's only three leg, regular legs, tiger legs. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're saying the shaded leg, the, yes. left, the left hind leg of the tiger cat, is That's the right. reason why this team is now yes, winning? Because when he, yeah, because I know it sounds funny, but when he changed the symbol, I don't know if he could own the original symbol, but he was trying to change the team because he sold the helmets. I bought one. Other people bought them. I have it in my back room. And every time there's a Tiger Cat game, I hit the top of the helmet to try and give it some luck. But So you're the reason why I'm rolling eight now. <laughs> You're tapping that darn helmet. Well, I, no, well, maybe because I used to play for the Toronto Argonaut Juniors when I was a kid. <laughs> so way back then, that's years ago. Yeah. But and my number was number sixty-three. I was I played with uh, with different players that are football players today. But anyways, that's a real good old story, Rick. Okay. But anyways, I that's since I saw that happen with Bob Young changed the symbol on the team, and the team has not been playing very good ever since they had that symbol hmm. with the three legs. Fred, who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, well, the quarterback tried his best, okay? But the the guys weren't covering him. He was, you know, taking care of too much. And, uh, you know, if he had a chance to throw the ball a little bit better, would have been all right. But uh, the guys I know are out there trying, okay, Rick? But... It's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. There's, uh, like I said, you got to get Angela Musk out there to talk to these guys and stir them up. 
and uh, to show them that hey, this is the bread and butter here. This is your game. If you're not good enough, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it's going to be. Appreciate the call, friend. Have a good well, weekend. Well, thank you for listening. Take care. <sighs> I don't think it's the logo, folks. The logo was changed. This team went to back-to-back Grey Cups. Yeah, they lost them. I don't think it's the logo. I, th- I, think, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Dave on email couldn't believe the Cats got rid of Ellingson as well. Always wondered if Austin didn't like you, it didn't matter how good you were. I'm I don't know if it was a personal thing. I don't think Kent did not like Ellingson. I just thought that Austin thought player A, B, and C was better than Ellingson. Clearly that wasn't the case. Uh, email from Frank, different Frank, I'm assuming. Uh, Hi, Rick. It is time to fire Kent Austin now with the bye week coming up. That is the only question that matters. Everything else is irrelevant because the season is over. It was over two weeks ago. We're just not losing. We're getting blown out every game by uh, but one, even by Ottawa. Austin made Condell leave. When Orlando left uh, for a good offer, Austin moved Reinbold from special teams to defense, making both of those worse. There are only three phases in a game, and they were all run into the ground by Austin. Even the game we almost won, the first against Edmonton, we lost because Austin wouldn't run the ball. It goes on and on. Uh, Example player selection. Thanks for your great program. That email from Frank. One more email before we get back to the phones. This one from Mike. Hey, Rick, not sure how any fans can defend the Austin regime as the team has gotten progressively worse each year he's been in charge. He's shown poor ability to find replacements for the players that leave, which has to reflect upon him, and he's shown a bit of a hard head streak because a number of good players have been cut during his time here. Taekwon Underwood, for example, Khalid Wooten most recently. Not that these were all-star players, but they were playing better than the players kept in their spots. The season, specifically, he refuses to rush the ball, and you were correct on the over six running plays, just barely. We had an over-under on Twitter. Uh, Mike said, uh, how about six? And I said, over. And I think they ran the ball uh, eight or nine times. Uh, He goes on to say, but with this O-line, how are you supposed to pass all the time? Not that getting rid of Austin is a 180, but there are not many other options on the table as he doesn't seem to be able to build a team and has no track record for it. He's now 48-50. and 50. That's after a 12-win season in Saskatchewan and had a losing record at Cornell. What is the base of the belief that he really can turn this around? Also, starting Masoli would be a good idea. If nothing else, he's more mobile. And with that line, that's a pretty big plus. That email from Mike. Back to the phone. Manny has called into the program. Hey, Manny. Hey, Rick. Uh, looks like for the third straight week, I'll just kind of repeat myself here. But I said about three weeks ago or four weeks ago now when he played Calgary, it's uh, it's all about the personnel. And uh, I'm glad that people are, the callers are kind of getting it now and they're all calling in and saying, you know, it's the personnel. You just, it doesn't matter what coach you have. It doesn't matter how good the coach is. Now, I do believe that it's time for a change. And I do believe that, Austin should be on his way out. I said that three weeks ago, by the way. I said that it would not make a difference. It would sh- it would make a difference in the dressing room. Why not? And maybe change things up and get a win for us. And that was three weeks ago now. You know, it's just, it is personnel. And um, it, it, like I said, I think it was last week when I called in, you know, uh, our our best receivers are would be second stringers on other teams and backups. And that's just the reality. It's sad. Uh, I do believe that in that case then when it is personnel it totally falls on Austin and I guess if Tillman is in that equation of of, of bringing up personnel as well or 
whatever he does is his capacity, but you just don't have the players. And, you know, and I would honestly, everybody's talking about it. Yellingson, I believe <clears throat> out of all the things that he's done, that he's done wrong with personnel over the, over the course of his, of his tenure here at Austin, I believe Ellingson, if I'm, if I'm, in, if I'm not mistaken, he had run into some injury problems there for about a year or so. And his replacement would have been, would have been Luke Tasker. So, in hindsight, I mean, you're, you're not. Yes, is he a better receiver than than Tasker? Sure, but you're, it's not a huge drop off. So there's been a lot worse that's happened. One one question I want to ask you, Rick, going into the season and knowing how important the kicking game is. So we had Brett Maher, and he went to the NFL to try out, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he went to the NFL to try out. Why did we not somehow encourage this kid to come back to us? What he didn't make if he didn't make it. From what I understand, there was an offer to Maher made, and he decided to go to Ottawa instead. Oh, he decided. Okay, well then at least at least there was an offer made because I mean you know it's just it is. I mean fans are calling in and saying you know, all these other guys are playing on other teams. Yeah, for sure. I mean obviously we don't know the whole history and what contracts that data man and whatnot. I just know that what we have on the field, our best players aren't playing as our best players. Lawrence, Kolaris, and Banks. And on top of that, the rest of the guys just aren't good enough. And that's really what it comes down to, I, I believe. And can can they still turn it around? I believe unless you're ma- mathematically, you know, knocked out, there's always a chance. I'm not going to say no. But they certainly have to, I think, put Mazzoli in next game. And they finally have to just, you know, let Austin go. And next year they have to get in some people got to be challenged in every position. Manny, who's your player of the game tonight before I let you go? Uh, my player of the game, the, the fan, the fans that show up, you know, that uh, still go. And, and I'm one of them. I love them till the end. I love the CFL. And to your point earlier, I know I got to be quick, but to your point earlier about the, 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 the attendance, it absolutely matters in the CFL because more than any other league, the, the attendance, the people that go to the game is what makes this league. It drives the league. Sure. So, so if, if, if we're not there, you know, the Leafs have been bad for many, many years, but it doesn't matter because they're always, they're at packed stadiums uh, to watch the Leaf games. But if it happens here in Hamilton, all of a sudden, Bob Young's going to think differently about what's going on. Definitely. Manny, thanks for the call. Okay. Have a good weekend. Okay, you too. When we come back, we have Sean, we have Wes, we have Dan as well. More tweets and emails to get to. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. We're back. Ottawa 37, Hamilton 18. Ticats now 0 and 8 on the season. Phone lines, the uh, Twitter feeds, the email address is uh, just blowing up. My cell phone is blowing up earlier tonight as well with uh, friends and fans texting, uh, saying, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, this team has to fire Austin. Uh, changes have to be done. Uh, what can we do? Let's uh, start a new quarterback. Uh, it has been another evening in which Ticats fans are making their voice heard. And one way you can do that is vote in the uh, poll question that I've set up uh, at Rick Zamprin uh, on Twitter, which Ticats QB should start on Labor Day versus the Argos. 80% now say that uh, Jeremiah Masoli should get that start. Another tweet from David who says, If I was Zach, I would ask if Masoli could start 0-12 since he returned. Step back, observe. And uh, Arne says uh, Banks should be the one uh, of the easy first cuts as Ticats blow up this team in the offseason and do a complete rebuild for 2018. And uh, there was a David again who said that Banks will be on another team next year, and you can watch 
will be very successful like every other ex cat. It seems to be the nature of the beast. Bill on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tweets, Team personnel needs to go south to scout during the bye week. Cats did this during Coach Austin's first season. Need to beef up the O-line. And uh, if you have a, a thought uh, or, or a vote for player of the game, you can tweet uh, at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. Email from Don. Hi, Rick. Time for Bob Young to nuke and pave management all the way down to Austin. Perhaps we can have a compelling team in 2019. Masoli needs to be put in as the starter. Thanks, Don. And an email from... Uh, I don't know this person's name. It's B with a crazy last name. Uh, Hi, Rick. This game really turned on us when Banks dropped that sure TD pass. Ottawa responded with a TD drive that broke our backs. Although Banks had a couple of good returns, he's clearly not the same as he was prior to last year. I would attempt to trade Banks for an O-lineman. I think it's worth giving Masoli a start to see what happens. The top priority has to be to fix the O-line. The protection is just not where it should be, and we couldn't even punch in a two-point convert from the one-yard line. As for Austin, Firing him isn't going to make the Ticats a playoff team this year, but maybe kicking him upstairs to be solely VP of football operations is the eventual solution. By the way, are you sick of people asking, how are you, when they call in? No offense, but I missed Ted Michael's response to that question. Uh, No. And, you know, if uh, I want to ask them or they want to ask me, I'm fine with that. Uh, Let's go back to the phones here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. And I will make mention of this. If you have called into the program and you are holding right now, we will get to you no matter how long it takes. So hang on. Let's go to Wes here on the fifth quarter. Wes, how are you? I'm doing great. And you know what? I'll never get tired of you asking me that. <laughs> I'm curious to know. Um, okay, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. Hey, do it. And if I get too much, please let me know. No, no, go ahead. But I'm 23 years old, so I'm a lot younger than the other people that are calling on calling in on this show. But I've been going to Ticat games since I was about eight or nine with my grandfather. There's no past on then with my father. And I've, I've got a lot of other friends in Canada that are uh, uh, fans of other teams in the CFL. And when me and them talk about CFL teams and their records and great cups and playoff appearances, my team never seems to stack up. And I know that it's easier to get people to go to teams like Toronto and like competitive teams because guys from the NFL want to play for winners and they get noticed. I understand that. But I was at the stadium today with my girlfriend. It was her first Tiger Cats game. And I was looking up, you know, at the Wall of Honor, and I see players like Earl Winfield, and I see players like Ange Mosca and Joe Monfort and players like that. And I see players like – I was looking down to the field, and I was like, I don't see a star. I don't see a player that in my generation that I'm watching right now will be up on that wall someday. And I'm just – I'm frustrated that the management can't see that we are diehard fans that love this team. And that I don't understand why it's so difficult to get a now to, to get a competitive team, but I understand it's easy to be a Monday morning a Monday morning quarterback. It really is. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Ken Austin doesn't know how to do his job, or uh, Caleros needs to be benched or whatever, because I don't know. But what I am saying is that we love this team here in Hamilton, and people need like management needs to realize that. We're about, we're about at our breaking point. We really are. So I want to hear your thoughts on that before I hang up. Well, definitely we're at our breaking point because, you know, fans expect the most out of their team, and they're getting anything but. I mean, this team is not only 0-8, but they have lost pretty much, well, let's say six of the eight games. They've not even been close to getting a victory. I mean, the two Edmonton games, they were competitive. They had a chance to win both. Aside from that, 
this team has big a, been a big ball of horse poop. The thing is, like the Calgary game where we lost, I'm, I, I can't remember. I try not to remember, but I believe we, we might have lost by 60 or maybe more. It was 59. 59. Okay, I'm, I, I apologize. <laughs> but I, I was off by two. Crazy. But, uh, Crazy. Off by one or whatever. But I watched the game, and I watched the whole thing from start to finish. And there's not – I don't think that an Argo fan would watch the game with losing by 59 points. I don't think that a, a Stan Peters fan or a Bombers fan – I'm not saying that they're not true fans, but I'm saying that the fans in the city want a winner. We want something to get behind. You know, we got the Bulldogs now, but we want something that we can cheer for. And I'm just really frustrated and really angry that our passion for the team isn't being put on the field. You know what I mean? Like, we're so passionate about this team. And, like, everyone I talked to at the game tonight, like, some people left early, but all of them said, I love this team. I wish I didn't – I wish that they would play for me. Like, I go and spend my hard-earned money. I don't make that much. I make minimum wage. But I always make sure I spend money to go watch the Ticats. And I just I, – I don't understand why it's not – like, I'm not getting the same effort. You know what I mean? Hey, Wes, when's the last time you did not go to a game? It's uh, – I have – I haven't missed a home game this season. Okay. I have, it's been, like, three or four years. So – I gave the stat earlier tonight. They've lost nine straight home games. I know, and I and now you know what? I told my girlfriend this is the first time I've ever left early, and I walked out on them tonight, and that's the first time I've ever done that. Wow. Who's your player of the game tonight? You know what? Mazzoli came in at the end there, I believe, and he at least moved the offense down the field, so I'm going to give it to him. I really am. Okay. Um, there was the game against Edmonton, where I believe it was either last year or the year before, where he completed the he set the record for the most consecutive passes. That was last year, yep. Yeah, and I know everyone. I'm going to say this one the last thing. I won't waste any more of your time. But um, last year, everyone else went to bed, and I said, "No, we're going to come back and win." So I'm going to give Mazzoli's my player of the game. You got it. Thanks for the call, Wes. I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell. Joe D on Twitter tweets. I don't know if I can handle the fifth quarter tonight. The first four were just horrible, so just no heart left. I'm pretty much downhill after that. Bill on Twitter. Rick, feel very dejected about the Ticats. It will take a major sales job to get me to renew my season seats unless I see commitment to win. Waterboy tweets. Bob Young, get your thumb out or enjoy an empty stadium next year. Take off your hat and fire some people. Matthew, my player of the game uh, tonight goes to Greg Ellingson because uh, he always comes back to bite us every time we play him. Jake on Twitter, what's the point anymore? Even if the Cats somehow make the playoffs, they'll lose by 40 points to any team. I'm done. Bye. Joe, don't care who plays offensive line is brutal. Frankly, time for Austin to go. He's ruining Zach. And Daniela tweets, my little nephew said, nah, I don't feel like going tonight. They're going to lose anyway. Oh, that's the, that's the last thing we want to hear. Wes, also on Twitter, uh, bring in Johnny Football and cut Caleros after firing Austin. Not sure that's going to happen, and I'm not sure Johnny Manziel is the answer either. And Filski tweets, finally back on the scratching post, the $550,000 man does it again. Same old sentence, get rid of Austin and Zach MVP Maher. Back to the phones widely go, and uh, Sean is on the air. Hi, Sean. Thanks for calling the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick. It's nice talking to you again. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't surprised we lost. I was hoping it'd be close, but... Um, 
Isn't uh, that isn't that the worst feeling? I'm I'm watching is, the game is, or I'm I, going to the game. I just hope it's close. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind losing. Somebody's got to lose. But if it's a close game, I feel like I got my money's worth. You want to be entertained. Exactly. So that was kind of disappointing. Um, I, I wanted to piggyback on something Manny was talking about, Rick, about Greg Ellingson. Yes. He did have injury problems in, in two years with the Ticats in 36 games, okay? Mm-hmm. He played his first 12. He was perfectly healthy. Unfortunately, he missed the last six, right? Yep. And then the next season, he missed 11 of 18 games. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, at the end of that year, we had 32 free agents. I'm not sure if, if people remember that. After the Great Cup with Calgary, we had 32 free agents. Yeah, that's when the CFL instituted the one-year deal, and, exactly. and there was and, a horde and, of players signing that. And so I understand fans are upset. And you know what? Greg's been, Greg's been excellent in Ottawa, not taking anything away from him. Mm-hmm. But I completely understand uh, Coach Kent's uh, rationale. Luke was productive. Luke was doing his job. It's hard to evaluate a guy who's only healthy half the time. Sure, uh, but I'll play devil's advocate. Why are they keeping uh, Andy Fantuz around then? Yeah, well, exactly. No, I mean I'm happy they are. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm happy they are. I want to see him back on the field. He knows the game. He can, uh, you know, uh, teach guys like Saunders and Oldman to say, hey, this is the position you got to be in. You know, Giovanni Aprile playing, you know, starting his first CFL game tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Jones obviously needs some assistance. Andy Fantuz can be the guy to say, hey, this is what you have to do. Yep. And and I'm rooting for Andy to get back. But I mean, Allingson was such a talent that injured or not, I think they just could have held on to him a little bit longer. I think, no, no, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, Rick. That that makes sense to me. That's sound logic right there. Um, uh, another another question for you, Rick. Mm-hmm. What responsibility do you believe Scott Mitchell has in this scenario? Because I know a lot of people like to put the blame on Kent, right. and, and he's the coach, and he's in charge of player personnel, and, of course, we've got Eric as our GM. But Scott Mitchell was a former QB. Scott Mitchell hired Kent Austin. It was, uh, Bob Young hired Scott Mitchell. So what responsibility do you believe Scott has with this mess right now, Rick? Well, I'll say one thing. So Scott is, or was a former receiver with the University of Toronto. They won the Vanier Cup, actually, one year at uh, yeah, Rogers Center. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, you know, he was a good player. Uh, so here's the hierarchy. We know that Bob Young is the caretaker, the owner of the, of the Ticats. He's the be-all and end-all, the overseer of everything. Scott Mitchell is his CEO, you know, his so-called right-hand man. So he's the second in command of that overseeing of everything that's happening in Tiger Town, so to speak. And Kent, as the VP of football, is in charge of everything football. But in that, Scott Mitchell obviously has the power to say, uh, you know what, Kent, uh, it's time to go. Uh, I, I think it's unfair to blame a guy like Scott Mitchell for wins and losses. Yes, he has the power to hire and fire guys, but, I mean, he's not playing the game. And we can say that Kent isn't playing the game, but he has a more direct line to what's happening on the field. Mitchell, as a CEO, He's more in charge of the business and more in charge of getting people into the seats, buying merchandise, becoming oh, Ticats fans. I, I, I agree with you, Eric. I agree. I, I'm, so yeah, I, I'm not. You I'm know what? I'm trying to assign blame to him. Right. I'm, I'm just curious of of you as a member of the media and uh, somebody who 
knows the Ticats in and out, what responsibility do you think he has? Yeah, you know what? It's it's way more business related. Way, yeah. way more business. I mean, here's a guy who campaigned to get a new stadium, who wants to bring the Grey Cup here, who, uh, you know, is all in in terms of making this Ticats team a winner. But his influence in terms of what happens on the field kind of begins and ends with hiring the coach and, and maybe the GM. And, right. that's, and that's about it, really. Right. And uh, I just wanted to say, I, I, uh, I've met him. I like him personally, but I have noticed that he kind of is like the Julia Roberts of the CFL. When the Cats are winning or there's good news, he's all over you guys. He's, you know, come on, guys, we, we need you to pump up the Cats. But when we're losing or there's issues with Kent, or he's, he seems to be very adversarial with you guys. Hmm. Well, that's a good assessment. Sean, who's your player of the game? Um, oh boy, uh, I, I guess I'd have to give it to, um, to Greg. He played well. He played well. Ellingson is a star. Sean, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You too, Rick. Thank you. We're going to take another break. We have Dan, Debbie, Jeff on the line, tweets and emails to get to as well. You know what? I think we're probably going to go to midnight here. Let's break the chains and go all the way to midnight. Well, we're going to go as far as people call in. So if it's like 12.02 and people are calling in, we're going to continue to go. I'm sorry, Producer Liz, but we're just going to keep on going. <laughs> 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We're back with the fifth quarter right after this on AM 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for listening. If you missed uh, any portion of tonight's fifth quarter or any past fifth quarter, you can uh, download the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Check it out at 900CHML.com as well. Red Blacks blasting off on the Ticats tonight. 37-18 the final score. Ottawa improving to 2-6-1. and Hamilton now 0-8. Uh, confirmation once again that the Cats are indeed the worst team in the Canadian Football League. Before we go any further, I do want to say a big hello and a humongous thanks to Barb and Steve Townsend for once again filling my belly with the yummiest cookies on the planet. No, no Danny Mac balls tonight, but man, oh man, the concoctions that Barb is coming up with are out of this world. Amazing. A tweet from Cameron. Remember when we were Grey Cup favorites two years ago and had a dynasty going? Caitlin on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Player of the game, Larry Dean. Masoli can lead us to a win. East Side Concourse. Hashtag Hamilton Proud. Darren on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. I usually buy Tiger Cat tickets for scavenger hunt at her Labor Day picnic. This year, Walmart gift cards. Come on, man. Help. And uh, Albert on Twitter. Offense is bad, but D can't give up 5.1 yards every play and or sit back on second and long. They play way too soft. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Let's go to Jeff. He's been hanging on for a while here on the fifth quarter. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hey, Rick. How's it going? Oh, well, you know, as you can be after yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's going on nowadays. Um, um, what do you say here? You know, I mean, um, everybody's got an opinion about what should happen. So what do you think should happen? I, what, what should this team do? What? I mean, I'm, a, I'm just a, just another fan, right? But I'm going to say we ride the rest of the season out with the staff and the players. I mean, I don't think anything good's going to happen. But okay, so you know, pl- we ride it out. Yeah. See what happens. See what happens. Okay. Come the off season, make the adjustments there. 
Well, I mean, kind of the same time what adjustments you make, right? Well, I mean, you blame it. You've always got to take the blame point. Somebody just always, I mean, as as the saying goes, stuff rolls downhill, right? That's right. So, um, I mean, I don't think Austin's going to go. I think they'll keep Austin. You think they'll keep him in the off season as well? Yeah, I think. I think. I don't think Austin's going anywhere. I think they'll keep him. They'll keep him as head coach. That's the thing, too. I mean, I could see him moving up. I mean, if if he'll even do that, right? I mean, they offered another job to um, Ryan Bold. Yeah, he didn't take it. So, I mean, I'm, what do you? What is, what's he going to do if they want to move him up and relieve him of his head coach duties? Right? Yeah. The, the difference there, though, I mean, you're taking away the defensive coordinator role from Jeff Reinbold, and you're saying, "Hey, Jeff, do you want to be a consultant for us?" Or, "Hey, Jeff, do you want to go scout in the U.S. for us?" And that's much different than being a defensive coordinator. For Kent Austin, hey, Kent, we don't want you to coach anymore. You're just going to be the VP of football ops. You're going to make the same money. I think that's completely different. Yeah, I mean, yes. But given how we all know about how Austin operates, I mean, you know. Yeah, he might say no. He might say I'm out of here. Well, yeah, but everybody thinks he's this power trip kind of guy, right? I mean, does he want absolute control? Will he do that? Either way, I don't know. I mean. I think it's worth giving Bazzoli a shot to start. Given whatever we're paying Calero starting money, a lot of money, but at this point, you know, you're zero and eight. Half the see almost half the season. You know, <laughs> <laughs> one more game is going to be half the season. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's crazy. Shake it up, shake it up. Yeah. Give him a shot. Hey Jeff, who's who's your player? Happens. Who's your player of the game tonight? Brad Maher. <laughs> he had a solid game. Yeah, another another kicker that was ours and came back to kick us in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks, Jeff. 905-645-3221. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, Dan is on the line. Dan, thanks for holding on so long. Welcome to the fifth quarter. Hi, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Let's lighten this up a bit. Okay. Where is that guy that used to jump in the pool after the game? <laughs> Where is he? I don't know, but, man, I've been listening to you being 60-odd years old. Where the hell is that guy? Oh, man, I'm trying to remember his name, too, and he lived in a weird town. Oh, I know, and I just lost another tomato to my next-door neighbor, and he's certainly outside just rubbing it in, putting salt and pepper and eat in front of me because he's a blasted <laughs> Argyle fan. At this time of the day? This time of night, yes, sir. That's wow. Just, that's just our own uh, gig we do. What's he grilling? No, no, we just, my fresh tomato and my vine for one of his, if he. Uh-huh. I have my cats. Yeah. He has the Argos. Every time the cats lose, I got to toss them a nice tomato over the fence. Ah. And what when are you getting in it? return? Well, nothing this year. Nothing <laughs> <going> on. <laughs> You're down eight tomatoes. Eight. Oh, my oh, goodness. I'm down plants, man. I need a new garden. <laughs> Well, anyways, listen, uh, listen. I have to laugh. I have to get this off my my uh, shoulders. Like like you just said earlier, that Coach Austin is in control of on field operations. Correct. That's what you said. Say say that again, Dan. You just mentioned earlier that uh, Coach Austin is in control of pretty well on the uh, on the on, on the football field. side. Yep. Yep. On the on-field operations. Well, can you please tell me why the last game, I believe it was in Saskatchewan, we were out west, at the last play of the game, he tried to challenge? Oh, that was uh, against Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. He, he does not. And, and know, he didn't have a challenge. He does, that's correct. <laughs> and he doesn't know the rules. 
nor any of our other coaches know the rules. I'm sorry. Bye-bye, Kent. Mm -hmm. June Jones was not brought in here from Hawaii for nothing. He will be here, and my own personal opinion, will be the next coach for the rest of the year. Hopefully, we'll go after uh, Mike, was it Mike Benavides from uh, BC. Yeah. That would be my opinion. And as you say, what would you do? That's what I would do. Okay. So you would make the change right now during the bye week? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Kent has had a stay. He has a sub-500 record with the Cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's tried. But he, he's too stubborn. He's just, as all your other people have called in, he's arrogant, he's this and that. He's just not, hey, hey he wants C.J. Gable to be a blocker, not a running back. Like, come on, you got five offensive linemen. I know they're not very good at the moment, but... You need a scat back. You need something else. He can even have C.J. Gable, but you need a running back. He's not into it. And also, I'd love to see an off week. Travis Lule. What about that coming mm, up? I don't think B.C. is going to be trading Travis Lule. They're certainly very high on Jennings. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Jennings is playing well. I mean, he didn't play well the last game, but he's he's got a bright future. And Lule, at his age... Uh, and he's done some great things in this league. He could very well be expendable. But the backup QB, I know it's, he's always the most popular guy in the ballpark, but you, you need you need these guys. If your main guy goes down, uh, a guy like Lule, as he showed when Jennings went down with an injury, was uh, you know uh, extremely effective. Oh, no, I agree. I really think that uh, Lule's had his day in B.C., and they're very, very high on this Jennings kid. And good for them. And uh, Caleros for uh, Lule, and even throw in Banks, who does not even understand. To when you catch a punt, and well, where was it? It was a very the three yard line. Yeah, very beginning of the third quarter. Yeah, let that go in the end zone, man. I like. Come on, he's had his day here, but definitely June Jones uh, for uh, the coach for mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Go after Benavides. Uh, Larry Dean, definitely a player of the game. Because okay. I don't want to lose no more tomatoes. <laughs> Dan, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ah, great call. Feel for Dan. Tomatoes are a hot commodity. Debbie's on the line. Hey, Debbie. Hello. How are you? Oh. <laughs> Come on, tell me. I'm very frustrated. I mean, but I'm not ready to throw in the towel with my season tickets. I mean, that'll never happen. Every team has an ebb and flow, and we're just in the low flow right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but something my husband and I were talking about when Kent was uh, coaching Saskatchewan, yes, and then they won their Grey Cup, and then they started to decline after that peak, and who was above Austin was Eric Tillman. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, as we were ta- talking about it, they didn't really do a whole lot in the off season this year. There was no, he didn't do a lot of scouting down in the States. There was, and it just seems when our guys go down, we haven't had the strength to re to be filling in um, to get the players to replace the players that go down. So you can't, totally blame it on Austin per se as you know what are they doing what's the budget for going out and scouting and looking for other players so you know you can't I'd have to look at what Tillman's been doing in his job like is he just sitting in his office 
you know, whatever, because you never, you don't hear anything. The only thing I've ever seen him do was on the Ticats All Access. He does, he, he explained the neg list. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all I saw. I've seen him do all year. Yeah, who cares? Two years. Yeah. And as far as getting Mike Benav- or Benavides or whatever from no way, I would consider throwing in the towel if that guy came to town. But, <laughs> okay. Um, but it's just, it's just frustrating. And, you know, and then a lot of the fans just, they drive me crazy. I mean, I'm diehard. Grew up in Ward 3, went to Prince of Wales, you know, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every team has their high points. Every team has their low points. It's just our turn to go through this. And this is the time that they need us more. And, yeah, it's frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I my hard-earned money for my season tickets. But it is what it is, and you just got to hope and hope from now until the end of the season we can see some improvement. I mean, and if I had to pick something, I would give it to our defense tonight. We okay. held them to field goals the whole night until they just got exhausted. Yeah, so, they were on the field for 36-plus minutes tonight. Yeah, and every time, I mean, we held them to field goals. So you have, that's got to be a positive, you know. So I'm going to give it to the defense tonight, and I'm just going to, you know, pray for the rest of the season and see a little bit of glimmer going into next year. I'm not going to worry about it too much. So anyway, Oski Wee Wee, always. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Debbie. Okay, bye. Enjoy your weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. I, I hope, if anything, that the fifth quarter, and I think this is accurate, provides you, the fans, with the opportunity to get what's on your mind, to get something off your chest, to vent, to complain, to congratulate, to honor. You know, this is what it's all about. This is why we're here. So I hope we're fulfilling that mandate to let you really be the voice. I mean, I host this show, but really it's your show. So I appreciate all the calls and tweets and emails. We'll take one more break. We'll come back with a few more emails and tweets. And, hey, if you do want to call, ring us up, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Email from Allen following tonight's 37-18 loss by the Ticats to Ottawa. Allen writes, uh, hey, it's Allen from St. Catharines. This really hurts. Seeing us lose to Ottawa really hurts. Now it's uh, confirmed we are the worst team in the league. I agree with that one caller. Ken Austin has to go, but I don't think we should get rid of him until the end of the season. I believe Tommy and Orlando left because Ken Austin. He controls everything on this team, and it shows this team is not playing for him. Our offensive line is awful. We need a better front five, period. I think Masoli flowed better back there than Caleros. He's not the same as he was in years past, and Masoli needs to play Labor Day. We have a bye week to prepare Masoli to start the Labor Day game. Why did we get rid of Kevin Elliott, uh, who had the brain idea of getting rid of him? Uh, I think that I meant to say bright idea of getting rid of him. I uh, heard he was just uh, traded uh, D.E. Mike McAdoo for uh, wide receiver Ricky Collins Jr., so that's a nice addition. Yes, so we have traded with Saskatchewan to get Ricky Collins uh, Jr. Uh, still hoping and praying for Terrell Singfield. Uh, we need uh, to get Craig Butler back at safety so Courtney Stephen can play the corner with Richard Leonard. I believe June Jones could be the offensive coordinator. We should add Rich Stubler to help out this defense. I don't know about Lolly yet. I don't think this season is over. If we can take a shot against uh, Toronto with Masoli, if Emmanuel Davis and Craig Butler prepare more, we will be better back there. Get Laurent healthy also. With how weak the East Conference is, I still think it's possible for playoffs. Devon Coleman for player of the game. That email from 
Allen. Email from Angelo. Hey, Rick, I watched the game tonight. Let's get something straight here. Austin has assistant coaches. These coaches are in charge of different aspects of the team. If they win, Austin looks great. If they lose, he's the GOAT. Uh, This is a fragile squad right now, and they have to learn how to win again. They are playing in fear. Tillman needs help. His resources are inept. NFL cuts around the corner. Thank God. And an email from uh, Stephen. Oh, Stephen writing back. He wants to recant his player of the game choice for Tracy. Uh, He wants to change it to the fifth quarter. The only highlight in 2017 for us Cats fans. Thank you uh, for that email. Anthony's on the phone calling the fifth quarter. Hey, Anthony, go ahead. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. Yourself? I'm good. Um, I'm not a Ticat fan. I'm born and raised in Hamilton, but I've Hmm. been an Ottawa fan my whole life. Oh, wow. Okay. Just some some observations. I don't know. Uh, I can't believe that everybody's given up on the Cats already. I think uh, if you've watched the CFL long enough, uh, you've come to realize that uh, a lot of the football before Labor Day is, is pretty much meaningless as long as you're within striking distance at that point. Um, people are talking about the offseason. Well, the offseason's three and a half months away. Um, I, I don't get that. Um, the other thing is uh, Masoli. I, I, I don't understand the hesitancy in, in playing him. Uh, if you remember last year in Edmonton, he came in relief and uh, set a record for most completions, mm-hmm. and they beat beat Edmonton, one of the top teams in the league. So a lot of the great teams. I mean, if you go back to Clements and Holloway and and everybody else, and they had a two quarterback system. And I don't understand why, like even the fans when they talk about Masoli, it's like, well, maybe we should give him a shot. Absolutely, you should give him a shot, and you should give him a shot more often. Um, there's that. I, I just don't. I, everybody sounds like they're packing it in, but um, we're still two weeks away from Labor Day, and uh, the East the way it is. I mean, teams have gone into the Grey Cup with five and nine records. I remember the uh, the Ottawa team of uh, '81 should have beat Edmonton that year and was robbed. But uh, like, I don't. I don't get it. I don't think they should give up. Mm-hmm. Well, mathematically, we know they're in it. Just the way they played this year, it's just. I mean, it's yeah, it's disturbing for anything else. There's something going on there. Yeah. Um, Anthony, I don't mean to cut you off, but we are running short on time. Who's your player of the game tonight? Um, Harris, I think. Trevor Harris had a strong yeah. game. Yeah, strong game. Thanks yeah, for the call, just, Anthony. Can I can I just make one more comment yeah. on the Austin thing? Yeah, go ahead. Just really quick, I I think there's something going on there. Um, I don't think they should fire Austin. I think he's a he's a brilliant football mind, but he is a control freak, and I think that if you make a mistake with him. Or you get hurt for any length of time, you're gone. Hmm. Gascon, Nadon, uh, Ellingson, Reed, who's a linebacker in Ottawa and was in Calgary. Yep. You make one mistake with him, and if it's a critical mistake, you're done, no matter how talented you are. That's his fault. Looks like it. Anthony, appreciate the comments. All right. Let's uh, end the night with Ron on the line. Hey, Ron, go ahead. Uh, hey, Rick. Uh, I'm not going to ask you how you are because I've been listening all night. Like since uh, and uh, uh, besides, um, I I like you as you know what you do on the radio. Excellent. So, what do you think of tonight's ball game? Uh, I called for one question and one question only. Okay. Um, Over the years since he's been here, I've liked uh, Brandon Banks. Okay, and. Uh, what's with him? Are like I, I've heard that 
uh, the fans like kind of turn against him. Um, is he not playing up to par or? Well, I'll say this, Ron. I'll let you go, and you can listen off-air. Brandon Banks is having a subpar season. He had a 42- or 44-yard kick return tonight, which was encouraging. Uh, but he had that drop, which was key uh, in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm not sure it would have turned the game around. It was 31-12 to at that point. I mean, it would have certainly provided a spark. They were playing better. But Brandon Banks, I think, would admit, has not had the best of seasons. And I wouldn't be surprised... The way this season is going, if they say, hey, Speedy B, you've had a great career here in Hamilton. 2018, we're going to turn the page. We're going to look elsewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Email from Darren. Uh, Zach had a few encouraging plays to start the game. It's solely the same thing. Both had touchdowns. But beyond that, it fell apart for both. It's not a quarterback issue. It's not a receiver issue. I said last week that the team has quit on Austin. He has quit on them. Who are they going to relieve of their duties this week? Everyone seems to be held accountable except the head coach. Take the microphone away from him. His record as a coach speaks for itself. Hate to pile on, but come on, man. An email from Darren. Email from uh, Don. Hi, Rick. Time for... Oh, I already read this one. This was uh, nuke everyone and, and pave everything and uh, get rid of everyone. Uh, quickly. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight, uh, we don't have time to replay his call, but he has a sensational call of losing his tomatoes. It's Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks to all our callers, emailers, and tweeters. Our player of the game voted by you, the fans, is Greg Ellingson. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic game. Enjoy the bye week. We'll be back after the Labor Day Classic. Ticats Argo, 6.30 start time. We'll be on the air at about 9.30. For producer Liz Russell, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the weekend on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.